0: The Anton Savage Show, Sunday. Brought to you by PWC. Combining talent and technology, we're hardwired to find solutions. On News Talk.
1: Now, as I said there, uh, ministers this week approved plans to recognise international surrogacy for the first time, both retrospectively here in Ireland and for future arrangements, giving much, much needed certainty and legal protection to intended parents and existing parents and children here in Ireland. Vinegale Senator Mary Seary Carney joins me now to discuss. Senator, you're very welcome. Thanks for coming. Thank in you very today. much. Thank you for having me. Now, these stories um, are always hugely personal, but they also have, I suppose, a practical side in that you got to work on the legislation and the regulation, all that. So before we get into what happened this week with government, can you just tell us what the status is for people now who are involved in sur- surrogacy here in Ireland, whether it's domestic or international? Are there any rights at all?
0: All right. So so surrogacy isn't something new. There are children in Ireland, although they're not children now, uh, that are turning 18 and uh, they have been born via surrogacy. There are two types of surrogacy that occur. It's domestic, so it involves in Ireland. And generally that's a family friend or perhaps a sister of, of the one of the uh, of the mother. our our father, two fathers. Um, And then there's international. And international people have traditionally gone to India, Ukraine. Uh, When the the baby is born, so let's say a baby or or America or Canada. So if a baby is born in Ukraine, we go back to pre-war. I'm obviously not under any circumstances encouraging anyone to go since the war started. But uh, prior to that, uh, the baby was born the DNA was tested of the father, the biological father, and the baby, and that was sent to to give an assurance that this baby was entitled to an Irish passport. An emergency travel cert is issued. The couple bring their baby home to Ireland, and although the both parents uh, may be so, let's for example use an opposite sex couple of of a, a mother and father. Both parents are on on the birth certificate. Uh, they arrive in Dublin, and on that moment. That, that mother or that second father, if it's not a same-sex couple, has no longer any legal rights under the Irish law because the presumption of motherhood goes with the woman who gives birth. And that's right. Nobody wants to overturn that. So they're immediately in limbo. They are immediately. Now, the father still has to apply to the courts in Ireland. The biological father has to apply to the courts in order to get guardianship, custody, to set aside the need for permissions from the surrogate. Uh, And they prefer to be called surrogates rather than surrogate mothers. And to settle. So, yeah, it. in in our case, my daughter was born via surrogacy. She's now eight. It took us thirteen months to get my husband's orders. So then, once I was cohabiting with her for a number of years as his wife, not as her mother, but as his wife, I was entitled to apply to the district court uh, for a guardianship and custody as long as I had his consent. Mm. Um, so that's that's and that and guardianship and custody. ends. so on her 18th birthday, without the intervention of law in Ireland and as such as as those discussed this week, um, I no longer have a legal relationship with her. And where that has implications is all sorts of things. You know, who is my next of kin mm. if I were hospitalized uh, in the absence of my husband? Inheritance rights, all sorts of decisions. But in the here and now, if my husband and I, our relationship broke down He would have all the power, I would have no right to say she should live with me, access orders, anything like that, while I might be her guardian and custodian, that can be withdrawn on. And a lot of second parents live in fear Mm. of if the relationship breaks down, then it becomes very difficult or if he becomes ill. Uh, And there have been well-known cases where the the biological father has become ill with a potential of that being a terminal illness. Uh, And in that instance, the child would be left without a parent in the state.
1: So from the moment you decide, okay, we want to have a family and we have to or want to go down the surrogacy route, whichever, to the end of the process, even your daughter is eight years of age and Mm -hmm. there's. There's still no end in sight to your legal surety and your legal confidence, really. Yeah. I mean, in
0: our in our instance now, hopefully with these this legislation, yes. so it is this um, the amendments to the Assisted Human Reproduction, the AHR Bill, uh, that went to the Health Committee, passed first stage yep. and second stage, went to the Health Committee last year in March. It was paused there to allow the International Surrogacy Committee to sit and make uh, recommendations. Those recommendations became a policy document by government, which was passed last year, and now the legislation is drafted. And it should see the the Health Committee uh, by the end of January. We're looking at hopefully, hopefully... By Easter, it will be through the house Mm. and then I will be obliged to make an application to the High Court for a parental order and subject to me proving that I was always the intended parent here Uh, and and a couple of other conditions along the way. As long as I am able to prove that to the court, then I should get the parental order and then I have the lifelong relationship independently with my daughter uh, of her and me. Just as ourselves, not as David's wife, not as anything like that. I'm not her stepparent. I'm actually her mother
1: mm. in Irish law. In Irish law, you're you're obviously mm-hmm. her her mother now. But yeah. it's just that in mean, every law, other way, except legally, recognise <laughs> yeah. that now. Just when we're talking about how to, it's quite a significant step for the government to change this because it's quite complex. Like it does span across three different government departments: health, justice, and children. So what happened then to spark this? Why do you think um, the committee, as you mentioned, the committee was set up to look at it? Is it just the sheer number and volume of people who are now entering into international and domestic surrogacies? Is that what yeah. prompted yeah. the change, or
0: I well, I I think that there has been a movement. Uh, we go back to the the first time anything along these lines was was published by government was by then Minister for Justice Alan Shatter in two thousand and twelve, and he published all of the proofs that you'd need for court, and it was a guidance document, and and that at the time was in response to the fact that there were lots of cases and lots of situations and you didn't want that precarity of you apply to court and you wouldn't get the parental order so to be fair that set it out uh, there has been a, mem- a momentum and it's across all parties, it's not unique or the ownership of any one party to be fair. Um, Stephen Donnelly I suppose found himself in in the in the Department of Health having to, to push this forward and he has done uh, Simon Harris before him ha- had referred it off to get uh, Professor Conor O'Mahony to give an opinion on it as the, the rapporteur or, uh, on for children for child protection, because we have we we need to safeguard three sets of rights here. First of all, that the surrogate is safeguarded from exploitation, and and in that. They, I suppose it's third parties who may exploit her mm. and that she is autonomously she is making decisions for herself legally uh, that she is psychology in every way that she is supported mm. through this process knows what she's getting into and is protected and cared for through that process and that she retains bodily autonomy all the way through her own pregnancy and this pregnancy then there is the rights of the child that that child has a right to their identity that they have a right to know who they are their origins everybody that was involved in their birth uh, and then the rights of intended parents. And and that last piece, I suppose, is, is coming in now. Mm. It will be overseen for future surrogacies. It will be overseen by an Assisted Human Reproduction Regulatory Authority. And they will, they will, couples who wish to pursue a surrogacy will have to go to that authority and get a preconception certification that where they're going is ethical that it meets standards, that the safeguarding of the surrogate has is central, and um, and and in that that they that they regulate that. Mm. So it's not that we're regulating for what happens abroad. We're saying that if you go down, that so the Irish law will, will provide that if you're going down a, a route. You there will be consequences. The consequences are very good and they'll naturally flow if you are ethical and you abide by the correct standards in Irish law and if you don't, then there may be criminal sanctions against you as well as a, a denial of parental order.
1: Okay, um, I just want to ask a technical question about that because um, it is retrospective also, isn't it? Yes, it is. So, so if you were trying to look backwards at protecting the surrogate, the child and um the the parents and the parental um, the, the, the both parents and that that may not always be possible but the the ambition of this legislation is to try and help the parents who already have surrogacies yes. in place so so that's mm-hmm. unusual as well but um so the the process for which this will, will how will operate going forward then like what are the criteria um for 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 application when you say that they have to go through a process So are there criteria that you have to fulfil?
0: Yes, there will be. So it will be, um, first of all, that the country that you're going to, that surrogacy isn't unlawful in that country, um, that it is... And are uh, there many countries? There then? are There are countries in which it's prohibited. Now, there, those who, that are in the in Europe have found themselves a fall foul of uh, European Convention of Human Rights Law uh, because there has to be a provision. So in France, they had to ensure that the, the second parent had an entitlement of adoption. So even though they do not allow surrogacy, if you are arrive in France having had surrogacy abroad, there is a mechanism by which you can adopt your child and um, so i suppose in in a sense you need to provide a legal framework it may be unlawful but but anyways but for prospective surrogacies. So it can't be unlawful in the country that you're going to. And that it that it will change depending on the couple. So there are some countries that they will not allow surrogacy for same-sex couples, for instance. And
1: sorry to interrupt you there, but if there are families in Ireland who have already gone through this process and don't meet that criteria, mm-hmm. what happens to them?
0: So there, there will be a point, a, a date at some point in the future when all future surrogacies after that all all embryo transfers after that date will have to adhere to the future criteria mm. and that the surrogate has only done one previous surrogacy that there is all of these legal legal and psychological protections and supports there and um, and then everything before that, every embryo transfer before that date will be considered retrospective. And retrospective, while there are there are rules in it, it can't have been unlawful in the country that you went to. Um, and you must prove that you were always the intended uh, parent here. Uh, and and a couple of others, you know, consent, seeking the consent of the surrogate where, where there is still a relationship with the surrogate. All of those things will have to happen. And all retrospective surrogacies those applications have to happen in the High Court which is causing anxiety for some because some are fearful of the costs of the High Court but I believe the, the, the government are, are amenable to assisting insofar as the proofs for court will be as simple as possible and, and people can go in as lay litigants as well as with and the, there are solicitors in the field who have said they will support it and make this as as, as cost effective as possible. Mm. Um, but we would have to go to the High Court whereas prospective surrogacies that are certified by the regulatory authority, they'll go to the circuit court. Uh, they won't have to go to the High okay. Court. So
1: And just Mary, how many families are involved in this at the minute, you know, mm-hmm. who who have surrogacies who who don't have that legal imprimatur? At the last count, we reckon it's in
0: the thousands. Wow. Um, not every family who have a child born, and you know, advocacy groups like Irish Gay Dads and Irish Pharmacy Surrogacies, they would estimate it in the thousands. The, the difficulty is the count is based on um, the emergency travel certificate. But if you go to America and the child is, is entitled to an American passport or a Canadian passport, they don't need an, an emergency travel certificate. So they don't come on the radar of the Department of foreign affairs until they go to apply for, you know, PPS numbers and child benefit and all of those things. At that point, it does. But uh, so it's hard to get a precise count. But certainly, any time we've we've um, you know had a had a rally outside the toll, um, they, they have shown up in their hundreds. Yes, That's yes, those who can sure, travel. Sure yeah. so it's, so it's hard to it, in any one year we were looking at maybe three hundred a year, and if you multiply that up by and and they are of the known ones based on emergency travel. Service. Well,
1: obviously, this certainty will probably you know encourage more people to do that. But Mary, thank you very much for coming in and spending thank some you. time with us today and explaining it to us, and well done on your efforts today. Let's hope you do thank get you. that legislation through early next year. Mary uh, Siri Kearney, thank you very much for joining thank us. Thank you very ben. much. The Anton Savage Show, brought to you by PWC. Sunday mornings from 10. On News Talk.